Hey, it's Joe Pags. Join me tonight at midnight. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. With Senator Testa, we continue. He's got the last five minutes of the hour to uh, close strong, as he always does. He's a man that's used to closing with a closing summation. Uh, and then Pete Hegseth from the Fox News Channel and then Gary Aldrich. And we'll take you into your Memorial Day weekend. Uh, reminder, 11 o'clock this morning, I will be on WPHT Philadelphia with Dom Giordano one of the most uh, revered talk radio personalities in the country. And it'll be an honor to be on his show. And he does our show, and we, we have a, we struck a great friendship many years ago. And then today from 3 to 6 p.m., I'll be filling in for Guy Benson, who is taking a rare day off. And from 3 to 6 p.m., you can listen at foxnewsradio.com. Senator, from the local perspective... What are what are leaders doing, the different chambers? I'll tell you one thing I know. I think the New Jersey Chamber has been amazing. I think the South Jersey Chamber has been amazing. I think that our Greater Atlantic City Chamber has Michael Chait. I think they have been terrific. What are the different chambers that know that we need to be able to bring shows back and tour and travel back and conventions and and tourists and all this uh, talk about it at that level, Senator. Sure. I mean, look, I'm, I'm a little partial to the South Jersey Chamber of Commerce. I grew up with uh, Christina Renna, who leads, who leads that group. Uh, she's absolutely phenomenal. You know, all of the Chambers of Commerce have, again, submitted plans that really run parallel to the, the awesome, and I mean this, the awesome Cape May County plan that was submitted and adopted by Atlantic County and given the stamp of approval by Senate President Sweeney. You know, one of the things that the administration, the Murphy administration, doesn't seem to realize is that if you give the businesses a date to meet, they still have to, you can't just say, hey, you guys are going to open three days from now. Businesses won't be able to do that. All of the restaurants need to get their orders in. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they just don't have walk-ins full of frozen food and things of that nature. Michael, quick sidebar, Senator. Uh, one of the, the points I really tried to underscore with our exclusive interview with Governor Murphy yesterday casinos need two weeks advance notice like you're saying it's not two minutes it's not two hours it's not two days the casinos atlantic city casinos need two weeks to ramp up so we've got to have a plan that gives the people that need the time that they need to ramp up the opportunity to have that back to you well and and not only just to ramp up but they have to hire staff they have to train that staff and i'm sure new sanitation procedures that are going to be taking place in every single business. You know, I made a joke with one of my, you know, very best friends who owns the Tun Tavern in Atlantic City. His name's Montgomery Dom. You know, Monty and I eat regularly together probably once every two weeks, and one of our favorite restaurants has a bottle of Chianti on every table, and we, we joked and said, hey, maybe now there's going to be a, a bottle of Purell right next to that bottle of Chianti on every table. You know, it, it's just wholly unfair to leave everybody in this limbo that we're in. I mean, when you talk about the casino industry, look, I don't... Final minute, just so you know how much time you have. Go. Great. I don't represent that portion of Atlantic County, but you give them a date, they are going to meet it. But without a date right now, if they were told today that they could open up, think of where we are now. It'll be in June already before they're able to open up even minutely. Yeah, second week of June. At the shore, meet a date... Obviously, they're already missing Memorial Day, which is a, a, a crying shame. They are not going to be able to survive with this limited season. I've made a proposal. I'm hopeful that maybe the NJEA will be open to it. 
maybe to postpone the opening of the schools. That was given to my an idea given to me by one of my very good friends, Ten Chu. That you know what? Maybe open up the schools two weeks later than normal so that those businesses can recoup some of those costs that are lost. Or remote learn for the first two weeks before you go back. I love it. Senator, thanks for a great interview. Thank you so much, Harry. You're welcome. 5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. Fox News Channel. He says they can't break the country. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. President Trump taking issue with some governors like Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania, a Democrat who isn't sure about opening everything back up until there is a coronavirus vaccine. They're uh, hurting themselves. They're hurting their state. 21 states are lifting some restrictions today. The president wants churches reopened, calling them essential. People want to go back to church on Sundays. CDC guidelines on that could come out as soon as today. The president caused controversy not wearing a mask again. Fox's John Decker live in Washington. Despite a state law and company policy requiring facial coverings, President Trump not wearing a mask for coronavirus protection during the public part of a touring plant in Michigan. I did wear, I had one on before. I wore one in this back area, but I didn't want to give the press the pleasure of seeing it. The president has consistently refused to wear a mask in public. Michigan's Democratic Attorney General threatening to take action against Ford for allowing President Trump to go maskless. The president later tweeting Dana Nessel should not take her anger and stupidity out on Ford. Dave? John, the president's losing to Joe Biden in a new Fox national poll. The Democrat has an eight-point lead. The president edges Biden on handling the economy, but Biden is trusted more on health care, coronavirus response, and relations with China. That's Fox's Grinnell Scott. The FBI is calling it terrorism, looking for a possible second suspect that after an attempt to get into the Naval Air Station in Corpus Christi, Texas. A security guard was shot and wounded as the gunman approached, but she rolled over and hit a switch to close that gate before he could get inside. The gunman was then shot and killed. Fox's Ashley Strohmeyer. The U.S. is condemning a proposed Chinese security crackdown in Hong Kong, which has led to more protests. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo calling it arbitrary and disastrous. A plane crashed today in Pakistan into a crowded neighborhood near the airport in Karachi, destroying homes. Initially, the mayor said everybody on board was killed. Now officials say at least two survived. America's listening to Fox News. With uncertainty in these times, here's something that is certain. Now save money on your wireless bill with great customer service when you switch to Pure Talk USA. Now plans start at 20 bucks a month depending on how much data you need. All plans have unlimited talk and text. And Pure Talk covers 99% of Americans. They're confident that you're going to love their service. They have a one-month risk-free guarantee, 50% off your first month. Just dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword, save now. Pound 250, keyword, save now. Right now, the world feels different as we stay apart to make sure we can safely come back together. Till then, there is something you can do without even leaving your home. Respond to the 2020 Census online, by phone, or by mail. The Census impacts where hundreds of billions in federal funding will go for things like hospitals, schools, and roads. Now is the time to go to 2020census.gov. It's as easy as it is important. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. 
At the shore, another high risk of rip currents posted for today, although the surf will calm heading into the holiday weekend. Skies becoming mostly cloudy across South Jersey today with scattered showers arriving mainly from midday into this afternoon, high of 67 degrees. Spotty showers and pretty humid tonight with a low of 60, and we'll see pockets of rain throughout the day tomorrow, maybe even rumbles of thunder. A brief period of wind tomorrow night, high of 70, then drying out on Sunday with a high of 64, 72, and partly sunny for Memorial Day Monday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back. It is four minutes past the hour. Uh, Pete should be joining us in just a moment. The clock has just struck four minutes past the hour, and uh, as long as his schedule permits, uh, he'll be with us until 20 minutes past the hour, and then we'll go right to, um, to Gary Aldridge. Pete has written a book that, he, I, I mean, he couldn't have timed it any better. American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free. And if he had written this during the coronavirus, it would be spot on. He actually wrote it before the coronavirus. And it does draw the distinct lines that we are fighting to stay free. We've been mentioning, actually, during the coronavirus, we've been mentioning that when people say, well, what are what are some good things? You just try to think of something in a terrible situation. What what are some good things? And people will tell you that they have found faith or renewed their faith or have an appreciation for family or have a newfound respect and appreciation for nurses, for doctors, for police, fire, EMS, all of that. And so that's a positive the other thing that I've been mentioning is this was it is terrible that that this virus was unleashed by China. And d- despite what um, Senator Kamala Harris, she, she's more concerned that we not call it the very same thing. They all called it until, until they decided orange man must die. Uh, so now all of a sudden it, it's racist. But the Spanish flu wasn't ever called racist or the Hong Kong flu or everything was always named from where it generated from just because historically you want to be able to refer to something in a way that is memorable and Pete Hegseth has written a book American Crusade our fight to stay free that if he wrote it now he's working like you can't imagine on all these different Fox platforms and things but say he was just uh, shut in. If he wrote this during the pandemic, it couldn't be more relevant. It is my pleasure to welcome to our program Pete Hegseth, very talented member of our national media, fearless guy, I love him, co-host of Fox & Friends Weekend, regular fill-in on Fox & Friends, a Fox News Channel political analyst, you see him all the time, frequent contributor across all of the Fox News platforms, Fox News Channel, Fox Business Channel, and he is a Fox Nation content juggernaut. And it's my privilege to present a warrior on the battlefield 
that served our nation for 12 years in the same army that my father served, the recipient of two Bronze Star medals and a Combat Infantry Man's Badge. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete Hexeth, the I know it's going to be a bestseller, uh, American Crusade, our fight to stay free. Hey, Pete. Welcome. Hey, How are Harry. You? Thank you so much. The too kind with that introduction. And yesterday, if folks don't remember, you you sent me a copy uh, of your father's Bronze Star Medal, and I've read it, and it is amazing. The the battle for Cebu, which is underappreciated, because there's so many amazing moments of World War II. What you did in in your multiple tours in in the the most dangerous places on planet Earth. You 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 were there, watching our back. The, my dad and the, the greatest generation that saved the world, look what they did. I mean, my father walked in front of a tank. And well, that's de- what I was going to read. Tanks yeah. were called to destroy an enemy pillbox, and Corporal Hurley walked ahead of them, detecting the mines in their path and deactivating or exploding them with TNT charges while being engaged by enemy fire. I mean, the, think about the courage it takes. You've got an enemy pillbox, which is a machine gun nest. It's fortified. You've got a tank that you could stand behind, but instead you stand in front of it while taking incoming fire so the tank can get close enough to engage it. I mean, that is the definition of heroism. And it, you can now see the stock I come from, although I will never, ever reach my father's uh, level of service and greatness. You, you can tell why I'm so proud, and I'm so proud hey, of you. And i got to say be. to you, Pete, for all these years I've known of you, and I'm so happy we finally have gotten to, to meet each other. All these years I knew of you, I knew you served, but you never once said, oh, yeah, and you know, I have two bronze stars, I got this infantryman's thing. Uh, you never, I got it, I mean, you're the real deal, Pete. Well, I'll tell you, I, I would never um, brag about it or talk about it uh, of, of my own volition because so many guys have done so much more in every generation, including on this Memorial Day weekend, giving the last full measure their entire lives, their families, their kids, so that we can sit here in this beautiful country and live yep. free. So, But if I, I press you, though, Pete, would you be willing to say, if Brother Harry just pushes you to say it, that the United States Army, the greatest fighting force, part of our greatest military, the greatest fighting force in the history of the world, they don't hand out Bronze Star medals, and you have two of them, and combat infantrymen's badges like candy, do they? Well, you, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be there. You gotta be in it. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget the moments that brought that all about with the guys in my platoon. Uh, you know, you never know what, what the next day is gonna bring. And, and you never forget the first time you're shot at and the first time you, you realize it's time to shoot back. And, you know, it changes you as a person, just as I'm sure it changed your father. Let me ask you, Pete, and then we'll get into the book, but this tells a little bit about, you know, what you're all about, too. When you were in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, prison detention facility, and you saw it all, you saw the, um, we treated them with such respect. I mean, they got obese. We fed them so well, and they had hammocks uh, for their Quran. I mean, we, we did everything imaginable, and yet the Democrats, in particular, in, in, disgracefully so, tried to give our military and our commander-in-chief a bad rap like we were mistreating people. And they successfully did in the court of international elite public opinion. I mean, the idea that Guantanamo Bay is a gulag is just something that's more or less uh, a standard thinking in Europe uh, in these capitals. And we let the left not only let them get away with it, they helped them. Uh, and they undercut a commander-in-chief at a time of war who knew we were in a long war 
uh, with radical Islamists, found a good place to hold them so we can interrogate them. And somehow the first thing the left wants to do is get these guys constitutional rights. Uh, and, and, and try to find a way to clog up the system and protect them as opposed to allow us to interrogate them to get the information we need to prevent another attack. Having served down there, I was there early, 2004. There were 750, I think, or 650 detainees at that time. Remember, these are not prisoners of war. Prisoners of war wear uniforms and play by the rules. These are people who hide behind you know, women and children and don't wear uniforms and use suicide bombings and all of that. They don't deserve, they're not afforded the same protections of the Geneva Convention. They're not signatories. Yet we go beyond, well beyond, I mean, I can tell you stories for hours about how, how well they're treated and how poorly, frankly, our guys are often treated. But the, the left finds no opportunity. And it's sad to say, it's really, really sad to say, they find no opportunity to try to make our country, our military, look like the bad guys. And, and it's a reflection of, of how they really feel about our country. It's so true. And it's despicable. Pete Hegseth is our guest, the uh, Fox News All-Star. Pete, how did your military service, um, how does it help you as now a member of the national media? Uh, I, I could not, and I mean this with all sincerity, could not be more grateful for the platform because, and I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, but I, there's not another national television host on the air in the country who is a Iraq or Afghanistan or post 9-11 combat veteran. And I think, so, so I take very seriously the opportunity and the responsibility to try to give voice to the guys and the gals who are in the dirt making the tough calls in impossible situations on behalf of our country, multiple deployments, leaving their families behind. And, and that's why I, I, I don't talk about my own service, because it's not about me. It's about, and I stay in touch with dozens and hundreds of guys that I've served with and gals that I've served with who give me the latest. Hey, Pete, you messed this up. Get this right. No, you're wrong on that front. So I try to be a voice or a sounding board at the very least for, for this generation, and it informs everything. Like, so much of what we talk about is war and peace and enemies and conflict, and if you've been there, it adds another flavor to it, uh, and, and, I, and I take that uh, very seriously. It also, I think, has informed my passion for this country for obvious reasons. You, you see the best, of the, the real 1% are the men I served with in my platoon in these combat uh, outfits because they're willing to put it all on the line. So I, I, it means everything to me. I appreciate that answer so much, more, more than maybe you even know. Uh, Pete Hegseth is our guest. We've got about another six minutes, We're gonna, or four minutes or so, five minutes. We're going to get him out right on time. I know how busy he is. His tour has just begun. It's another type of tour. He's been on a number of different tours, but this is his latest book tour. The book is American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free by Pete Hegseth. I've got to do this. One of your biggest fans in the world is listening right now. You met her in Wildwood at the iconic President Trump and Congressman Jeff Andrew rally in Wildwood. Uh, her name is Nancy. Pete, would you make Nancy's day and give her a shout out? Of course. Nancy, it was great to meet you at Wildwood. What an event. Thank you for being uh, a lover of our country and our president. Listen, I, I feel like I know Nancy. We may have only met once, but I, I feel like I know our audience really well because of their passion uh, for, for our country and what it stands for. So, Nancy, have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Thank you so much, Pete. And to pick up Pete's book, American Crusade, there's a number of ways you can do it. Usual suspects, Amazon.com, 
If you join, and I'm a member of Fox Nation, you'll get Pete's book. By the way, Pete, correct me on this because I've heard you talk about it. If you join Fox Nation, are you getting the book signed by Pete Hegseth or are you just getting the book? Signed, yeah. It's, it's actually a special Fox Nation edition that I have signed. And so if you subscribe for a year of Fox Nation in the month of May, you get in addition to the amazing content of Fox Nation, which I, I watch, I'm on it, but I watch it because it's, it's so good with what other people are creating, you get a signed copy of my book. If you're already a member, you can go to the Fox Nation store, which only Fox Nation members can access, and buy a, a signed copy of the book as well. So I'm going to say that's the way to get it, uh, and I promise you, I always tell our listeners, Pete, I don't ask them to do what I wouldn't do. I, I got the, the whole kit and caboodle the coin the watch i got all kinds of stuff for joining i joined as soon as the uh, subscription was available the amount of content this is no joke pete and you that's why when i said part of your um cv here fox nation content juggernaut man you are putting out some incredible content pete well what's really neat too is that they, they're passion projects so they're not asking me to just cover something that I'm like, okay, I'll do this. It's, hey, I can bring to them. Hey, I'm passionate about the state of Israel, about Jerusalem, about the settlements, about Bethlehem. How about you send me there to do the real story? And they did, and they have. I've been to Israel four or five times taping the footage that is exclusive to Fox Nation, telling the real story of temple denial, of pushing Christians out of Bethlehem, the, the birthplace of Jesus, of the settlements, which are so evil in the minds of the international left, but are actually just an extension of the Jewish and Israeli state. And then, you know, modern warriors where i sit around a table we've got one coming out on memorial day on, on the on the channel the, the extended version which is on fox nation it's just me sitting around a table uh with a bunch of vets highly decorated guys asking them uh, you know about their stories which is kind of the kind of conversation we all want to have uh with these guys so yeah and then amplify that across the channel with you know maria bartromo just did an amazing special on america versus china brett bear did one on the history of socialism a five-part series the amount i learned in that it was unbelievable so if you're if you're sick of turning it to netflix and getting the you know the obama and michelle obama garbage you get from that spot try fox nation and you're going to get some things that you're going to learn a ton uh, about faith about freedom about history uh, you won't you won't regret it fox news all-star pete hexeth at uh, 17 minutes past the hour, so we're going to make these three minutes count. The author of American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free. Pete, why did you write the book? I wrote the book because our country's at a crossroads. Because, yes, President Trump should, uh, and, and, and we pray that he does win in 2020. And that will be a huge part of consolidating the gains that he has made and that we have made as a country. But ultimately, we are in the fight for our lives. We have irreconcilable differences with the left. They, they do not believe in the American experiment. And so Crusade was chosen intentionally. I mean, it's a holy war for the righteous cause of freedom. As people who love freedom, we have to remind everyone we know and in every way we can that our rights are endowed to us by God, by a creator, not from a governor, you know, to put it in our current context or the government. Uh, and it requires a mobilization of free citizens to be aggressive the way Donald Trump is, to fight political correctness and, 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 and fight to win in all the quarters of our education system. Education is huge uh, and our culture. So I wrote it because it's, it, it was kind of a guttural stream, scream coming out of me 
that I, I want to do my small part to continue to motivate and mobilize people uh, to put America first and fight for. And Pete, I mentioned right in my introduction of you that you could have written this right during the past nine-week shut-in where people are self-quarantined, or I guess that's a polite way of putting it. If you're told you better stay in, and maybe you're not self-quarantined, you've been told to quarantine, but it fits right in with this, doesn't it? It does. I mean, the subtitle of the book is Our Fight to Stay Free. And right now, we are fighting to stay free. Who would have seen the preview of the revolt of the gym owners and the revolt of the hair salon owners and barbers and restaurant owners who are simply saying, give me the respect to allow me to make a living, to work. You know, we trusted the governors. Now it's time for them to trust us that we can be responsible, free people. And it is a fight every single day, and it's not often that you see it glaring in front of you, but that's what's happening right now. I know you got to go in 30 seconds. I asked this of a senator right before you, and I said, how do you see this ending? Because there are some governors talking about not reopening totally until there's a vaccine. Pete, as optimistic as you are and I am, we don't know when there's going to be a vaccine. Of course we don't. That's a false choice. Um, you know, the, a lot of these economies will open when we, the people, say they'll open. And there's a moment, there's a movement today uh, called Open the States, and business owners are starting to move in mass together, quietly or loudly, to say we're open, and you can't arrest everybody in a free country. So I, I think you could, but again, that doesn't mean you don't respect the virus and you can't be responsible. I think you're going to see openings happen even in the blue states. Go to foxnation.com and pick up your membership and along with it, an autographed special copy of Pete Hegseth's new book, American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free. Pete Hegseth, you are an American patriot. I don't use that term lightly. Well, Harry, thank you are too. Thank you so much, and God bless. Thank you for sending your father's bronze star, Thomas. What a man. And uh, we think about all those guys uh, this weekend. Thank you. You're a good man, Pete. Thank you, sir. Be well. Thank you. Pete Hegseth, we'll be back. Gary Aldrich joining us next. Don't go away. Pete, if you're there, I'll say goodbye off the air. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. A-V-V-E-L dot com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. All right, this is a special hour of Patriots, and I do not include myself in that statement. I'm talking about from Pete Hegseth to Gary Aldrich, senior FBI agent retired. When I say patriot, a great American patriot, I mean it. Gary is a New York Times number one best-selling author, Unlimited Access. And Gary, um, you know this because you were very cooperative in giving Pete uh, the time because Pete was supposed to be on the day before, but we had Governor Murphy, and so this worked out that we could have Pete and Gary, and we just reviewed Pete's new book that I know you're aware of, Gary, American Crusade, Our Fight to Stay Free, and it was um, truly an awesome interview. And I'm really looking forward to the rest of today's program with you that we've been doing since 1996. That's basically 25 years. Gary served with honor and distinction at the White House for two United States presidents, George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton. And he joins us now. Well, it's Memorial Day weekend, Gary. It doesn't feel like it, though, because with the country shut down, your part's unknown, We secret undisclosed location. I mean, it doesn't feel like any Memorial Day weekend that I've ever felt in my lifetime. Uh, yes, it, it's, uh, it's a really uh, <clears throat> sour situation for us uh, right now with everything pretty much shut down. But I have to say, 
I see a light at the end of the tunnel out because of a trip I made yesterday to one of the big box stores to see what it was like out there in, in the reopening. And uh, it worked out just fine, and people were in a really, really great mood that they could get out and, and go to this store and do you know resume part of their normal routine. And that's what people want to do. Yeah. I'm just curious, Gary, did you wear a mask? I did wear a mask. I had no problem with it. Um, I think people are more worried about folks spreading the virus by not wearing a mask than getting the virus uh, by not wearing a mask. I think that's the primary thing. You don't want to get somebody else sick in case you're carrying the virus. Yeah, and as we know, I mean, they say something like 86% of the people are asymptomatic. So you're out there as a, a, a very dangerous carrier, and you don't even know it. Uh, was it crowded? Uh, was social distancing uh, obvious? What was the um, what was the atmosphere like? I went to the first hour of opening. Actually, it's Costco, and they open an hour early uh, for folks that are beyond a certain age. They fit in a certain age range, yeah. and uh, I found that to be very useful. And therefore, the store was uh, uh, monitored as to numbers too, not just uh, your age, but uh, funny they didn't check my id harry i was kind of disappointed (laughs) yeah that's right they should have been saying young man don't you try to fool us to get in here with the senior uh special hour by the way i'm very proud of that i can't say that i did it but i was the first person that i know of in america i i did a thing called the hurley doctrine and it's up at wpgtalkradio.com and i'm very proud of it uh because in that hurley doctrine was for stores to open one hour early for senior citizens and i had i had a method to my madness in that time there was a belief that it really lives on surfaces for a real long time and it would put people in an older category at even higher risk of course now the cdc says oh we they don't say they're wrong they just say oh it doesn't really stay on surfaces that long but i just love the idea that the store wouldn't be any cleaner possibly cleaner than it is, even though they clean all day long, than it would be at the time of first opening. So I love that idea, and we do that here in our area too, Gary. It's, it's working out really well, and they do, like I said, they do limit the number of people overall that they let into the store, and the staff actually gives more attention to moving people through the, to the registers and through the lines uh, in an orderly fashion, which is helpful to everyone. And uh, and so I found it to be a very good experience. But the b- biggest part about it, Harry, was, as I say, the people around me, including the staff of the store, all seemed to be in a really good mood. And I think that's where we're headed. I think we're still having a lot of problems with uh, the, 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 the scattered uh, leadership throughout the country. The mayors are not doing it the way the governor wants to do it. The governor is not doing it the way the mayor wants to do it. In some states, it's, yeah. it's confusing, and it's uh, in some of it's crazy, crazy town, as you know, and you probably talked about that. We have a lot, in fact, a lot even this morning with Pete and with the senator that we had on Michael Testa before Pete, and, and, and obviously for a number of weeks now, because you do get to a point where I made it my uh, job to read this California study that came out, and they're, they're trying to, to, to keep it a secret almost because it doesn't fit the narrative of staying shut down. But they're determining in California where I believe that Governor Gavin Newsom has done a really good job. I mean, when you think about the size of that state and the homeless population and everything they, they deal with, uh, a remarkably small number 
of cases. We obviously have more cases and more deaths here. Uh, we're more densely populated and right next to New York. So, I mean, there's there's reasons that you can you can explain it. But still, California, very, very big population that dwarfs us. But you have some of these people, like Mayor Garcetti and others. I mean, they think, and even Newsom is saying it now, you can't stay closed until you have a vaccine. We might not have a vaccine. We're waiting for an AIDS vaccine for 40 years. We got a, a H1N1 swine flu vaccine in four and a half years. If you keep your state closed for any for very much longer, you, you don't have to worry about anything because you'll kill your state. Well, you know, I, I just don't understand how uh, some people can maintain these positions that are obviously dragging this country down, down, and down. Um, because this is, this is the, the other side is the party of death, let's face it, the, with their stance on abortion to begin with. And I, I just uh, I can't believe uh, that they would, uh, in the face of facts and in the face of science, uh, would take these positions. Uh, I don't see how they can take these positions, uh, but they're doing it. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what the, uh, by the time you take a case to court and take it through the Supreme Court, the, the matter will be moot. It'll be over, clearly. And, I, and just, uh, yeah, on, on, the, on the virus thing, yeah, uh, how about a cure for cancer while we're at it? Why don't we just, why don't we just shut down the country until we get a cure for cancer? I mean, that, the whole thing is ludicrous. Yeah, that's the point. And I do believe, I've been saying from the beginning, it's not a binary choice. You don't have to choose between shutting the country down forever or let it rip. There's middle ground. There's a way to open up things responsibly to be safe. I mean, for example, we have to get our Atlantic City casinos open, Gary. I had a really important interview yesterday with Governor Phil Murphy. It was very collegial. It was very professional. It was very friendly. But I pressed the issue four times on the casinos because we're going to hit a point where we will have one or more casinos that will founder. They won't. You cannot keep things closed uh, with no revenue coming in, even when you lay everybody off, furlough them. You you can't. They have debt service. They have expenses. They you you know the deal. Uh, so at some point you have to say, wow, it's a really highly regulated industry. They have spent an incredible amount of money with infectious disease specialists, the best that the country knows and beyond, that the world knows. And they're going to do social distancing, and they're going to limit the number of players, say, at a blackjack table or uh, do whatever they have to do at the roulette table, uh, maybe every other slot machine, whatever they have to do, 50% restaurant capacity, 50% hotel, whatever they're told to do, they're going to do. But they got to be given the chance to get back in the game because staying closed how do you save the human if you kill their state oh right and it, it's also a question of our liberty and i'm talking about ordinary citizens liberty our liberty to go to the store our liberty to go get a haircut our liberty to travel around the way we want to the way we please without roadblocks i mean this this whole thing has been totally overdone and, and, and I'll predict, Harry, that in, in future books that are written about this, that will be the theme, that the government, uh, the world actually went crazy for a period of time out of massive hysteria, fear uh, that we're all going to die. Now, 
clearly the models that were produced out of the west from the west coast kicked this thing off. But it was the pronouncements uh, uh, from various ex- so-called experts that also helped stir the pot. Gary, check this out. Now we got to get the break in real quick. If you happen to be available at four oh five, right from your digital phone or whatever you have, a laptop, desktop, whatever. If you go to foxnewsradio.com and just hit the listen live button at the top, 405 today, I will be interviewing Judge Andrew Napolitano. He has written a definitive piece titled, Judge Andrew Napolitano, What If the Government Has It Wrong? Let me uh, throw a point out that you and I can tackle when we come back. And our first caller, Andy, is going to join us um, when we come back quickly as well. But when we listen to Andrew Cuomo, who the Democrat media loves, and they want to make him president, they'd like to make him king. He's been wrong about everything. He was I mean, he misused the Javits Center. He misused the U.S. Navy Comfort. He put senior citizens uh, that were infected with COVID-19 into senior living facilities, infected all of them. A lot of them have died. Thousands have died. Half of the COVID-19 cases in America, this is only slightly an exaggeration, it's like 40-some percent of all deaths in our country happened in senior living centers. That's, that's an abomination. I can't, I can't even believe it. He had all these assets. He could have said any of our seniors that may be infected... And even if they're resolving, they might still be affected. Well, we're going to put you here. That why, why did we do? Why did the Army Corps of Engineers do the Javits Center and all that filtration and spacing and everything? Why did we have perfectly amazing surgical suites that you could do any surgical operation uh, that you could do at any hospital on the U.S. Comfort? Why didn't we use it? We put sick people into senior living care facilities long-term care facilities it's it's i think it's going to go down as one of the most atrocious preventable decisions in the history of the republic and then of course other states followed with that horrific plan and i really think it's it's unforgivable because we saw what happened in washington state before there were any more cases anywhere else in the country that we knew of we saw how in that senior facility it went crazy in there and and infected so many people so we're going to be we're going to be talking at length with judge napolitano about his piece what if the government got it wrong because i think they did because when andrew cuomo says 66 percent of their cases are people that have been shut in then what the hell are we shut in for that obviously didn't protect them being shut in. I say we couldn't have done worse than that almost if we didn't do anything. And if we just did what Obama and Biden did during Ebola and and H1N1, they just let it rip. They said, without saying, we're not going to shut anything down. We'll just let good old-fashioned herd immunity. Some people will get it and recover most. Some will get it and will die. And that's the way that went. I think Napolitano might be right here. What if the government not only got it wrong, got it exactly wrong? Gary Aldrich with Hurley in the Morning. We continue. Andy, you're next. But I want to give Gary an opportunity to comment on that. What if the government got it wrong 
and we're still proceeding under the same plan that in New York has led to admittedly Cuomo saying, and he said it shocked us, we couldn't believe it. Well, believe it. Rather than be shocked, say, "Uh uh-oh, maybe what we did, maybe the sun does kill it in a few seconds, maybe it would have been better if we told people to go out than to stay in. I don't know how, I mean, what would we have been instead of 66%? Would it have been... Would it have been 86%? I mean, what would it have been if they didn't do anything? you got to think about that at some point. Hey, Sean Hannity here encouraging you all to stay up to the minute on all the information on the coronavirus pandemic with your local health professionals and most of all, listening to this great radio station. By staying informed, we will stop the spread of coronavirus. Your home for Hurley in the Morning and me, Sean Hannity, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM 1450 AM. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, before we get your first call in, Gary, what do you think about that thought? Not my words. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, said 66% of their cases of COVID-19 are people that were self-quarantining. What what are we doing that for then? Uh, first of all, I doubt his statistics. I think the man has so much more to cover up than he does have to, to talk about statistics. And you know how statistics can be uh, skewered. Um, True, but I mean, they're at least admitting that. So maybe it's worse than that. But even if it's not worse than that, isn't that terrible? Well, it's terrible, but I think it's a diversion, him trying to say these things. He's trying to get away from the, from the retirement homes and the rest homes issue, which is huge. That's true. By bringing up some other thing that's, uh, that's kind of uh, puzzling or interesting. That is a great observation. You're right about that. He's doing an okey-doke. Hey, let's admit to something we, you know, we're really shocked about, because I don't want to talk about that I put these folks uh, and created a Death Star chamber. Yeah, it's just like teachers trying to blame the the parents for everything that's going on in the classroom, you know, not taking responsibility for their own contribution in some cases, in many cases. Look how you did this. This is why you're Gary Aldrich. Andy, say hello. Hi. Good morning, Harry. Good morning, Gary. Yes, sir. Good morning. Do you remember a while back those two doctors from Bakersfield, California, Dr. Dan Erickson, and I forget the other guy's name, and their video was pulled down. Yeah, it was pulled down and called false. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Those two doctors have been vindicated beyond what anyone could have uh, expected. They specifically spoke about when you stay in your home for a long period of time, over time, your body's natural immunities start to go down. That, that, that as humans, we're, we're meant to be out and about, we're touching things. It, 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 basically, you need to continue to challenge your immune system to expose it to things so that it will continue to build up immunities. Yeah. And, and like little kids eating dirt. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Sand, eating sand. How you grew up at the shore. You had a cut on your leg. You went in the ocean. And that sucker healed right up, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I did. It was very medicinal, yes. And it stung. It, you remember, it stung at first. But yes, you're right. Exactly. Can I add another uh, dimension to this? Yeah. Um, 
That is so true, and the the the, uh, the vitamin D uh, that you get from being out in the sun uh, is it D? I think it is. It's a D or C. Yeah, but D. In any case, you yes. get a major boost to your immune system through the being out in the sunshine. But lastly, let's consider the atmosphere inside the facility. If you've got a facility that doesn't allow open windows, so you're not getting fresh air ventilation, what are you doing? You're just circulating the same lousy air around and around and around to every room in the place. Why is there anybody scratching their head about all those people getting yeah. the virus when they move all the virus-laden people into the facility? And that's right, and they're pushing that um, infected droplets and things like that through the system and out. It's no accident that when you send people that have it to a very close quarters arrangement where they don't have critical care units and they don't have the, the distancing that you need uh, or the filtration that you need, separate filtration, that this is no accident that in New Jersey 50% of the cases uh, are, in fact, at, at the senior-type uh, living facilities. Uh, Andy, what else? Well, I, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the thing about the nursing homes uh, and, and the 66% of people self-quarantining, uh, I, you know, it, 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 conspiracy theories, but it, it was, what, a year ago that Mar Andrew Cuomo and the entire state house in New York erupted in applause after they passed this, this new abortion bill, which allowed for abortions right up to the moment of birth. Uh, and, and partial birth abortions, and they all applauded themselves for what they had just done. Yeah. And you know the quote that you judge a, a society by how they treat their most vulnerable members. And I mean, is it is it beyond the realm of possibilities that, you know, some people are just expendable? And, you know, we, we, send, we send these seniors to their ultimate deaths, and then we can blame that on President Trump. And that's exactly what they're doing now. I don't have an answer for it because I would think with not even seconds of analysis, uh, you would never do the plan he did, especially, look, if every hospital, every bed, every hallway, uh, if the entire Javits Center, if the entire U.S. Navy Comfort, if every single space was and we were in such a pandemic that there wasn't PPE, there wasn't ventilators, and this was just absolute you know, you know, a hell hell storm. Then you say, "Oh my God, I made a decision that I would never make under normal circumstances." They did not have to do it. No, and and you know, yesterday when you spoke to Governor Murphy, um, he he tried to blame the uh, we have the highest uh, nursing home death count in the country. And he tried to blame it on any number of excuses, you know, people, workers entering the, the facilities, bringing it in, this, that, and the other. Well, you know, Rick DeSantis had all the same excuses in Florida, but he didn't have the problems we have here. So what did he do that was different? And I'm, and I'm going to lay this out there. This, this, well, I, Andy, I think what he did was he did not put people that were infected or even recovering that might still be a carrier. He didn't put them into the senior living facilities. Of course. That's, my, that, that's the answer. The only way to prevent it is to not do it. Yeah. Because well, the result is guaranteed. If you do it, you will 100% of the time, you will have an awful result. The only way not to have that result is to not do it. 
And, and I'm, I'm going to put this out for, for your listeners uh, because I got into a discussion uh, uh, on Facebook with a friend. A uh, couple quick things. She said, well, how do we stop this virus then? Because I'm poo-pooing a lot of the stuff that we've been told. And we're finding out now that it was nonsense, you know, about the surfaces and all of that. And I, and I said to her, I said, well, the premise of your question is wrong. You don't stop the virus. You live with it. We didn't stop the flu. We didn't stop H1N1. We didn't stop SARS. We didn't stop AIDS. We lived with it. Right. We didn't stop Ebola. It's true. Yeah. This was the first time in, in American history, if not maybe even human history, where we didn't deal with the problem. We quarantined the healthy. Uh, and the, the I think the intentions were noble and good. They could be politically contrived in some cases, which is disgusting. But just the difference between responsibly opening with proper safeguards or staying closed until we have a vaccine. Andy, I know um, you don't say this, but I'll say it. You pride yourself, but you don't brag about it, on observations that you make. I want to make an observation. When Cuomo became the president of all governors... And they all agreed, all the Northeast Democrat governors agreed to do the same stuff. Governor Murphy copied the, um, the, the putting the COVID-19 infected seniors in the senior care facilities. That's a reason why you don't, um, you don't run things in that group think kind of thing. You, you make your decisions because we're not New York, even though a part of North Jersey is almost identical we're New Jersey, and that's a decision that I don't think would have been made if you could say, what am I going to do for my state, as opposed to what are we doing as this collective? Nobody in the media has pointed this out until right now, that that is why every time I was able to say one or two days later what was going to happen here, they made an agreement that what one did, all would do. Look what that gave us. Yeah, well, that's like the mutual uh, destruction pact, <laughs> you know. That, uh, that right. That. And look, if you're doing good things, like we got a hospital over at the convention center, they got the Javits Center. Uh, I guess if we would have had more cases, maybe we could have had a, a warship. Who knows? Um, like we did during World War II, when ships were right off the Atlantic City coast and, su- and such. But the the copying the the group plan as it relates to the, the, the absolute human tragedy, the abomination of how our seniors were treated. Seniors, I'm telling you, all seniors in America should be so pissed off right now, and I don't hear enough. You should not accept this. Even if you're not in a situation, maybe you're at home right now, and you, you're not in a situation in a, in a senior care center you 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 you're in a senior care center because you choose to be and your family can't see you people are dying and their families don't even get to see them before they die then you don't get told that covid-19 infected people are being brought in i mean this is unbelievable it it is truly a scandal and and i predict because it's democrats nothing's going to come of it gary your comment on that when we come back andy uh thank you for a typical spectacular call on your end and you'll be the next caller for gary as soon as we come back and i would mean you right there it's uh gary aldrich and yours truly early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and wpg talk your retirement grow wealth safely.com eight from nurses to truck drivers 
doctors to grocery clerks. The front lines in today's crisis are filled with brave actions every day. And you can do your part by completing the 2020 Census. This simple effort online, by phone or by mail, will help impact the next 10 years of healthcare, schools, and roads. All of our first responders need your response. So go to 2020census.gov today. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. With uncertainty in these times, here's something that is certain. Now save money on your wireless bill with great customer service when you switch to Pure Talk USA. Now plans start at 20 bucks a month depending on how much data you need. All plans have unlimited talk and text. And Pure Talk covers 99% of Americans. They're confident that you're going to love their service. They have a one-month risk-free guarantee, 50% off your first month. Just dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword, save now. Pound 250, keyword save now. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. We continue with National All-Star Gary Aldrich, 55 minutes past the hour. We have until Brian Kilmeade, who, by the way, sends his best regards. I spoke with Brian at 530 this morning. Uh, Let's see. You are on the air with Gary. Go right ahead. How you doing, Gary? How you doing, Harry? Good. Listen, I, Good morning. I, I just got my letter from the casino in the mail yesterday. They're saying if they're closed till September, we will not be hired back. Let me tell you something to discovery. Let me give him a message. If he destroys my life, it's not fair what he's doing. And I'm going to tell you right now, he, I think all businesses, you know what? Defy the governor opened up. You got Walmart's open. I can defy the governor. Every single business casino. There's not enough state troopers police. To find you, and it's unconstitutional. The problem, though, as you know, though the Casino Control Act, the the casinos would be fined. The state has so much control, and because they treat things as a privilege and not a right, they really you sign away a lot of your rights. It's really, it's tough, Thomas. I hear you loud and clear, but it is impossible for that industry to fail to be compliant because they would be taken to their knees it would be they would not be able to operate the fines would be unbelievable but what we have to do this much i'm going to say don't worry about september the casinos will be open before september and the reason is if they're not governor murphy would have been responsible for shutting them down because they won't exist we we cannot go the entire summer lose that revenue and then go right into the shoulder season and then to the, the to the off season it's not going to happen i wish the casinos could have done some soft things for memorial day i always felt that that was going to be a little bit too soon for it to happen in a state like new jersey and as close as we are to new york but i see us open in june and if not in june by july 1st Okay, and another thing, Harry, my wife and I, we went to, I'm going to tell you how it's taking effect on people. We went to Lowe's two weeks ago into the, we went to the garden center, there's like 60 people in line. And my wife's looking at me, she goes, well, no, honey, I'm not waiting in this line. So she got the back of the line, and I got a cart, I bought the tr- I bought a Japanese maple tree, I bought some topsoil. I said, honey, follow me. She goes, what? Just follow me. Took the cart, went inside, we were out in five minutes. Now, this is what's happening. Nobody's thinking out of the box. They're all sitting in line like cattle. Why would they not go inside? Why would you sit, stay out in the garden center for 60, 60 people in line? We, I thought out of the already starting. Here, here's here, Thomas. Here's my answer to you because people are not thinking straight right now. Everything's unnatural. They don't know if it's Monday or if it's Friday. They're wearing masks. We're we're, we're looking like. 
pictures we've seen on TV for our whole lifetime in Japan and in and in China where people are wearing face masks as a regular thing. Typically there it was more because of uh, poor air quality. But it, this is totally unnatural. So critical thinking skills, when you get shut down, Gary will tell you this, If it's like oxygen deprivation. If you've ever seen uh, the movie um, with Richard Gere, Deborah Winger, um, Officer and a Gentleman, they take them by oxygen deprivation and and they simulate what it would be at a certain altitude and how will they perform. And they're doing patty cake, patty cake, and they they, they can't even clap their own hands. And, 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 and you know, and next thing you know, uh, they're on the floor. So that's what that's all about. In normal critical thinking skills, you would you would problem solve. You'd say, well, what the hell am I doing? This one line. I know that store very, very well. Uh, and I do what you've done. You go inside where you can either self-check out, you don't have to bother anybody, or you go into a line. Uh, this much I'm going to promise you, and I don't promise much, that September letter will not be an issue. The casinos have to be open before September, or they've killed the state, and they're not going to do that, and they don't want to do that. This is a disagreement in how soon we can open, not that that we will open. Got to run. Good call. Welcome. You're on the air with Gary. Um, good morning. I don't have a question, but if the Internet is correct, today is Gary's birthday. So oh, I would no. just like to say happy birthday. <laughs> you outed me. Thank you so much. Yeah, Gary, I have to apologize. I'm usually better than this. Uh, to the gentle lady, this is awesome that you did this. Normally, we would have the computer up and playing happy birthday. Gary, you're the kind of guy. You won't tell us it's your birthday. Thank, gentle lady, thank you so much. If this would have ended, and I would have known, like, probably minutes after the show, it was Gary's birthday. Gary, happy birthday, my friend. Uh, well, thank you very much. I don't like the fuss because... Uh, oh, you're so good. I, I'm really unhappy about turning 57, Harry, as you can might imagine. I know, but you, you, know you, don't look, like. you don't look it, Gary. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, caller, you, you, I feel like you saved me today. This would have been so rude okay. for this not to have been honored today and acknowledged. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for your show, and thank Gary for everything he does. And you just did. Have a good day, you, both of you. Much. too. Oh, my gosh, Gary. i got to get you a cake when the quarantine ends. Hey, don't worry. Don't worry about the cake. I'm looking forward to that pizza. Forget oh, about hey, the pizza, cake. pizza, you know, is yours. You, that, that's, you, you, that's collecting interest. You got that. Uh, caller, say hello to the birthday boy. Oh, no. Here we go. Birthday boy. Yes. Oh, I, can't, I can't believe I got in late with that dynamic duo, Friday's dynamic duo. You did it. I'm just very happy. Um, and again, it's nice to know there's another birthday in May. Uh, we have let out sex offenders and arrested um, gym owners. Uh, we've lost our collective minds. Box stores are making incredible profits. Mom and pop operations are closing their doors. We have lost our collective minds. Um, I could go on. You both know I could go on. The laundry list is as long as our arms. We're, we're right. You can go in a liquor store, but you can't go in a church. You can get an abortion, but you can't get uh, an elective uh, colonoscopy. I know. I know. It's it's um, it's mind blowing. But then again, we are governed by who we elect. Their philosophy of governance has tremendous power over our lives. When you get into an actual emergency situation. 
and then government takes on emergency declaration powers, then you forfeit even more of your civil liberties. But it is it has been remarkable to see what constitutes essential versus non-essential, because the pastor that I interviewed yesterday, and Governor Murphy loved it when I said it to him, he said, I love that. And I said, yeah, it was my answer when I heard it. Uh, pastor Tim, lead pastor, said uh, of Fresh Start Church, Egg Harbor Township, Tim Chambers, said, churches are no longer essential. Churches are quintessential. I love that. I loved it. Well, And the president is demanding that states open up churches so that people can worship. Well, that's correct. Your statement is correct. But and, and I could go on. I'd love to sit with you two guys for like a dinner. But anyway, that that's not going to happen. So I'll just end this way. I'll end my time this way. Thank the both of you. I just thank the both of you for your Fridays. And I thank you, Harry, for five days a week. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jimmy. And if you want to catch me today, foxnewsradio.com between 3 and 6 p.m., 609-407-1450, an open phone line. We can get in at least one more call. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, all, all I have to say is uh, Donald Trump didn't cause this chaos. China caused it. Correct. And I'm sick and tired of the media. And that's why, you know, Kamala Harris has uh, introduced her bill that if you call the Chinese virus the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus, you're a racist. That is a disgraceful piece what? of legislation. Guess what? What? China caused all this they did okay that's not that's not even deniable uh even the the corrupt world health organization would have to admit that when they were in cahoots saying china's done a great job they have it contained it doesn't jump from human to human they've got it under control and then china infected the world there's you're absolutely correct that's why you got to call it what it is it's not the american uh disease or virus it's it's the the chinese virus this media is a disgrace to this country, and I hope I hope. Well, you think you're riled up now? You ain't seen nothing yet. As we get closer and closer to November third, I am telling you, people are going to get sick. I'm telling. I'm not exaggerating. They're not going to be able to take how dishonest the national media is preparing to be. I know it. This is going to ramp up in in a suffocating way. They're going to hit President Trump with stuff you can't even imagine. They're going to protect Joe Biden. Weekend at Bernie's, this guy can't even finish a sentence. Doesn't know what if he's in his basement or what state he's in. Doesn't know what office he's running for. Can't, can't do anything. Uh, just look at him when they show you him, how incredibly uh, damaged he is right now. And they, they act like everything is normal. Hey, Gary, uh, the music says we have to go. Have a happy birthday. Thank you. And an honor that you spent some of your birthday here with us, my friend. Thank you. Good see, to be with you, Harry. See you next week, my friend. Take care. He's the birthday boy. He's left the house. And uh, if you're interested in more, more content, 11 o'clock this morning, right after the news break, I will join Philadelphia's WPHT, formerly the Big Talker, with my very good friend. And, you know, sometimes people overuse that, but Dom Giordano and I are good friends. He broadcasts from here. Several times a year, we've gone out to dinner, our wives uh, and us, and he's a good friend. He really is. We'll be on his show at 11, and then I'll be filling in for Guy Benson all across America 
FoxNewsRadio.com, SiriusXM Satellite Radio, Fox Nation. Fox News Radio Studios in New York City. Fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. Uh, we are coming to you on this Friday, and we really appreciate you being there as you've been through this pandemic. Uh, we come to you from New York, but heard around the country, pretty much around the world. We've gotten calls from Europe, uh, the Philippines, Australia. Uh, it's nice to know the world is finding a way to listen, especially you. And I know this is very trying times, even to the best of circumstances. If you're lucky enough to have a job and have a, uh, have a home and not have to wait on those food lines, you know somebody that doesn't and is. So I appreciate it. Uh, just some things that are, that are happening. We're going to be welcoming Geraldo in a matter of moments. Jonathan Ward, he's a China expert. we got a series of things to talk about. They could be close to cracking down on Hong Kong and breaking, breaking that 1997 agreement to let that be a free marketplace. And then I want to go local uh, and talk about what the small business person goes with, with a uh, multiple franchise owner of Crunch Fitness, Lou Breslau, talks about what it is like sitting in New York watching watching your companies waste away while having to fork out money for your employees, hoping that the grant you got, which is not enough, becomes a grant and not a loan. I just got to bring you this headline. You talk about getting a pass. New York uh, Governor Cuomo, who's a wonderful communicator, I love his PowerPoints, but man, he is getting a pass on his numbers. USA Today is finally beginning to sober up. They say this, why oh why is New York Governor Andrew Cuomo being praised for his coronavirus response? Governor Cuomo does not deserve kudos for COVID-19. He's put the elderly at great risk. And I have some quotes there. Compare that to what Florida has done. Compare that to the, what Georgia is doing. Let's get to the big three. Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. Unfortunately, the Chinese Communist Party has decided that there's too much freedom in Hong Kong. They don't want to allow them to have their way of life. If China moves forward and takes strong action uh, under this new national security law against the people of Hong Kong, uh, America will respond. Yep, China, U.S. Uh, finds another way uh, to put pressure on China for their belligerent actions. It's called Taiwan. They have a whole bunch of torpedoes being sold to them while their belligerence continues in the South China Sea, and they threaten to crack down, as I mentioned, on Hong Kong. What's next? What can we do? Number two. Voters trust two different candidates on the two biggest issues of the day. Trust to do a better job on the economy, voters like Trump. Trust to do a better job handling COVID-19, voters like Biden, according to a new Fox News poll. Research, excuse me, presidential politics, new polls show Biden on top of Trump nationally, on top of him when it comes to health care, on top of him on pandemics. Only the president with a slight advantage when it comes to the economy on who do you trust. Do you believe these polls? Number one. You have a lot of, uh, unfortunately, in this case, Democrat governors. I think they think it's good politics to keep it closed. They're uh, hurting themselves. They're hurting their state. I think they're being forced to open, frankly. The people want to get out. You'll break the country if you don't. Resurgence, that's what we're seeing in many states that are opening up, as the president says, too slow. 
That's how I view it as well. Mostly Democratic states. Is that a coincidence? New studies show the stunning danger of staying at home. With suicide risks in Northern California, they're starting to see it. Doctors are speaking out, as well as widespread uh, depression. In Tennessee, they're also seeing it too. Geraldo Rivera joins us now. Geraldo, do you agree with the president's sentiment that Democratic states are doing it, maybe for other reasons? I think that, yes, I do. I think that, unfortunately, Brian, uh, the stink of politics permeates society and American politicians and America's reaction to the epidemic. Not science, but politics. And I think that when you, even with hydroxychloroquine as an example, people don't care about the science of it. They care about the politics of it. They don't. Trump likes it, so they hate it if they hate Trump. I, I think it's really unfortunate how science and politics have been all mucked up in terms of our response to this virus. And, and it is so clear when you see the cities run by Democrats and their response to the, the big states run by Republicans and their response. I, I, I lament it. I think that it, it, it causes a real disillusionment when it comes to trust in the political establishment. I don't think it helps President Trump at all. I think that it makes people very skeptical, very cynical about government. Uh, you know, and I, I really, uh, it's, it's frustrating to watch. Uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, when I see a politician voicing the, uh, you know, sanctimony about uh, closure and safety and all the rest, when I, I think they're really trying to zing President Trump, uh, I, I lament that. Prime. Absolutely. And uh, did the, uh, Geraldo, this is the analogy I use, and you might want to use it in the rest of your life because I'm not going to be listening to you all day and weekend. <laughs> uh, you, if you have a pen handy, jot it down. But if people want to cross the road, they think they're on the sidewalk, they're safe. And if they want to take a risk, cross the road. I'm trying to tell them the sidewalk is dangerous and the sidewalk is sheltering at home as well as in the street. I'd rather try to cross the street than pretend that I'm safe at home. And when you find out that two thirds of hospitalizations in New York in May are for people sheltering at home, I think that's proof that my analogy is 100% correct. People have to realize there's a danger to not working, a danger to our country and to themselves. You know, you were speaking so fast, I was trying to write everything down, but I got stuck at sidewalk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm going to get you a tape. There's no doubt, but that staying home comes with a cost in terms of domestic violence and suicide uh, and the other complications that you have mentioned. I, I believe that if people are sensible uh, with social distancing and washing your hands and, and just don't going to bars where there are 50 sweaty people all packed to, together to listen to the clash, uh, I, I, I think that we can get through this. What I am heartened by enormously is the uh, the the looming uh, promise of all of these therapeutic treatments and the vaccine. Now they're saying hundreds of millions of doses will be available as early as September. Uh, I, I believe that we're going to have this damn epidemic in the rearview mirror uh, just in time for the presidential elections, and I think that it bodes well for the president, although I lament wholeheartedly. i just give you a quick example. He goes to Michigan yesterday. So he wears the mask uh, when he's off camera, but because he doesn't want to give the hostile press the satisfaction of seeing him in a mask, he takes it off uh, when he addresses the press about the touring of the Ford plant. The cable channel is not our own. 
talked about the damn mask issue, the president wearing the mask issue, to the exclusion of the floods in Michigan with the the toxic waste dump and Dow Chemical and people losing their homes. They, they put that like 45 minutes after the hour for the first whole half plus of the shows on the other cable channels. They were talking about the president in the damn mask. I, I think that it's so political, the response to this, it has undermined credibility in government and the health agencies, uh, you know, our, our faith in life. It just seems so, so petty, so cynical to me. So I got to tell you something. Lara Logan alerted me to a story that I kind of skipped over a week ago. She says that under General McChrystal, who's working with Massachusetts, I think with the city centers on this pandemic response, they are beginning to use the program that we use to take apart al-Qaeda in Iraq in terms of dis disseminating information and messaging. Democrats are beginning to use that same program under General McChrystal, Stanley McChrystal's direction to disseminate the president's message in this election using some war moves to take down a terror group in order to win an election at home and she says case in point let's not talk about florida and georgia let's talk about the president in these big cities and the amount of people in this epidemic she was alarmed by this she doubted the legality of it you're also a war correspondent i was wondering your thoughts well, I was in Afghanistan with General McChrystal, and he was the head of, uh, you know, all of our troops there. And then, uh, you know, a Special Forces warrior. I have high regard for him and for General Flynn. Uh, you know, I, I, I lamented. I, I, I totally credit Laura Logan's reporting. Number one, I remember being in a convoy uh, with her on the Afghan-Pakistan border. She was in the lead vehicle. I was like six vehicles back. Her vehicle got blown up. Uh, the guy, uh, she was in the bed of the truck. The guy sitting shotgun lost his legs. Our GI uh, and I, you know, I, I filmed her the whole thing. Uh, you know, as she kept her cool in the wake of that uh, that that catastrophe. So I, tr I trust Laura Logan's reporting. I think that is lamentable. I'm not surprised uh, that uh, you know uh, uh, the the Democrats or the Republicans, for that matter, would use any dirty trick they could find that's remotely legal uh, to attack the other and I, I i that that aspect of politics disgusts me i i wonder the, the president has to get back to the old style campaigning but more than anything else he's got to call out joe biden to meet him uh, toe to toe face to face don't let biden avoid the debates because once you see the two candidates shoulder to shoulder all those polls you mentioned that right. joe biden leading will evaporate overnight so, uh, but Joe, I haven't heard this yet, but Joe Biden was on another channel and he was asked about the VP stakes. And let's listen together as he talked about who we might choose. Black people saved your political life in the primaries this year. They have things they want from you. And one of them is a black woman running mate. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. Multiple. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. Cause it's I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. What? Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if you have any problem, he said, if you have any problem, if he said, if you have any problem deciding if you're for me or Trump, you're not black. If you're. Premier Trump, you're not black. 
I don't if know. You, I if mean, you have any if yeah. I, I have well, problems there you go. simultaneously translating what the vice president says sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes it sounds like a jumble. Uh, I, I, I think that it, going back to the main issue of picking a, a black woman to be a running mate, I, I, I believe that that is not only fraught with peril for the vice president, but also the, it, it holds the promise of a, of a victory that he might not author, uh, otherwise get. So I think that he's got to go with a black woman, uh, but it's a, it depends on which one. Uh, you know, who are you going to pick? I think uh, Kamala Harris is the strongest candidate, but she didn't do that well in the in the primaries. Uh, you know, he can energize the base, I guess, with that with that pick. But it's, uh, uh, you know, she's she I think that the the historic thing about the vice presidential pick is that with Joe Biden seemingly frail, a frail 77, he'll be 78 when he takes office. Uh, the the vice presidential pick will likely be the next president of the United States. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a big, 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 big pick, and uh, people will judge. I think it will could motivate the base, although uh, Senator Harris wasn't particularly inspiring in most of the campaign season. She faded and had bickering and all the rest of that. So I, I don't know. I think the Democrats may be looking strong now that the press is focused on Trump. But once they get into the body of the campaign, I think that the Democrats are going to be disadvantaged. That's just my personal feeling yeah. by the exuberance. Right, I just don't the think bullying. they'll ask him a tough question. They're well, already, yeah, they're, they're, don't they don't even that. acknowledge his mistrips. They're bringing on his childhood stutter. Uh, Lance Geraldo, do you believe the president's trailing by nine points nationally? Do you believe that he is really, uh, you really believe he is trailing by that distance? No, I don't. And I, I think that right now, Joe Biden is avoiding all kinds of scrutiny. The press is all about being negative to Trump. I mean, virtually everybody in the media is anti-Trump except, you know, a handful of uh, newspapers here or there and uh, and our network. Uh, you hear the constant drumbeat of uh, Trump thinks uh, Biden is wonderful. Uh, you know, that affects the national poll until you start a campaign. Still, people start campaign uh comparing joe biden's public statements with donald trump's public statements and you know, let's, let's see how vice president biden holds up under that kind of scrutiny those kinds of attacks i think this thing with the the senate uh, judiciary committee and and other committees in the united states senate beginning these investigations into ukraine and russiagate uh i think that it represents another danger to the democrats when they start exposing uh, who knew what when in the obama administration in terms of that frame job uh, you know, of General Flynn and uh, the attempt to get the president, overthrow the president. I think that that's going to be big, big news. That and the vaccine are going to be the two big stories, I think, in the uh, late summer. And Geraldo, I'm glad you're going to be with us the, every step of the way. Geraldo Rivera, thanks so much. Okay, uh, have, a, have, an important, have an important Memorial Day. Thanks so much, uh, You Geraldo. too, you too. All right. Meanwhile, when we come back, um, your calls, 1-866-408-7669. And uh, keep in mind, too, you could always pick up Sam Houston, the Alamo Avengers. Go to BrianKillMe.com. I can personalize it for you for, for Father's Day. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The 
last few months have taught us what's important in life. It also taught us what we need to eliminate or change. It's the same for business. What are the changes you need to make? Do you have a hairball of multiple software systems when you could streamline into one? All you need is NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. Finance, HR, inventory, e-commerce, everything you need all in one place so you can save time, you can save money and headaches. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite gives you visibility and control so you can manage every penny with precision. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to go faster with confidence. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies they're using as America reopens for business. Receive your free guide, seven action businesses need to take right now, and schedule free product tour. A free product tour at NetSuite.com slash Brian, that's B-R-I-A-N. Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at NetSuite.com slash Brian. NetSuite.com slash Brian. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm -hmm. phones, mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm -hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a uh -huh. million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-511-3535. Write it down. 800-511-3535. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. But first, if you own a life insurance or term policy that you no longer need or can't afford, you can sell it for cash. That's what Edward and Margaret did when faced with mounting medical bills and an unplanned retirement. Coventry Direct helped them sell their $1 million life insurance policy for $130,000 cash. See if you qualify. Please call 1-800-888-3791 or visit CoventryHelpSeniors.com. That's 1-800-888-3791 or visit CoventryHelpSeniors.com. So on this Friday, I am uh, analyzing, if that's what you want to call it, the uh, current feud between President Trump and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. Do you know that if the president and vice president, something happened to them, Pelosi would be president. She's third in line as the Speaker of the House. Well, anyway, uh, Nancy Pelosi started all this by ripping up the State of the Union address. Remember that? Well, once Donald Trump got wind of that, he didn't see it because his back was turned to her. He didn't see it on the night he gave the speech, but of course he learned about it afterward. Once that happened, all gloves were off on Trump, who really likes to go after people, as we all know. Well, anyway, um, this week, the speaker uh, called the president, quote, morbidly obese, unquote in the drug-taking incident. And then uh, Donald Trump replied very eloquently by saying that Nancy Pelosi has mental problems. So here we have uh, two of the highest-ranking officials in the country um, doing this kind of stuff while the world goes, what the deuce is happening? But 
remember, this is not new. Thomas Jefferson, John Adams hated each other. If Andrew Jackson could have, he would have shot John Quincy Adams. Teddy Roosevelt despised Woodrow Wilson. Dwight Eisenhower did not like the Kennedys at all. So, this feud, it's amusing, not unique. Now this. Protect yourself and your family with high-quality face coverings from Boomer Naturals. They're lab-verified to give 92.2% antibacterial protection and are available in adult and child sizes. Boomer Natural face coverings are made for use up to 30 days when you hand-wash between uses. I recommend ordering your face covering now at BoomerNaturals.com. Use code BILL20 at checkout to save 20%. Plus, get free shipping on any order over 50 bucks. Please use Bill 20 at BoomerNaturals.com. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me weekday evenings at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. He's so busy, he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade. I think he's probably smart at this point not to interject himself into the day-to-day news, not to try to, you know, there was talk for a while that he was going to hold sort of shadow press briefings about the coronavirus. I think if you look at the internal numbers in, in the Fox poll just out, it shows that he's doing just fine on coronavirus. He's three points behind President Trump on the economy. He's actually surprisingly, I think, uh, ahead of President Trump by six points if, uh, on China, even though President Trump has made an effort to go after Joe Biden. So I don't think that there's any reason for Joe Biden to, to feel the need to jump into this race, to, to have a presence, particularly as he's going through something that's typically a behind-the-scenes operation in selecting his vice presidential candidate. Steve Hayes making a lot of sense. Uh, you're right. Joe Biden is doing well in the polls, but he's doing terrible from his basement. Almost every interview he does, every podcast he gives, every time he tries to host one or answer a question, there's something bizarre that comes out of it. He is the worst, most ill-equipped person to be trying to become president in my lifetime. But the polls show he's doing just fine. This seems to be basically more of an anti-Trump thing. Jeff is listening on the Fox News Radio app in North Carolina. Jeff, what's on your mind? How you doing? I just want to go over what you're talking about with Araldo. I think that um, I, I, I'm a Democrat, but I see I see that Joe is kind of like losing a little bit. You know, he's 70, he'll be 78 pretty soon. But also to see the historical presidents of the first time in this country that we really could have a female uh, president. Now it could be Klobuchar, um, uh, it could be a woman of color. Uh, but I think that a lot of Democrats are looking at the historical. Um, thing uh, about a woman being president, and obviously um, there have been women that have been qualified to to be president, but obviously yeah, but they already had a shot do it. at Hillary. Hillary. Hillary's a female. The Democrats didn't rally around her. They're going to rally around yeah. somebody with with less experience. Uh, I think that that uh, Hillary. Uh, I think a, a perspective, especially people of color, didn't come out because. We believe the, the, the narrative that it was going to be easy, easy. And a lot of people stayed home. I mean, a lot of people. I'm a person of color. I know a lot of people that stayed home, and they regret doing that um, now that we have Trump. But um, I don't think it's going to happen this time. And with Obama coming out, I, I, I think that's not going to happen. Those people of color are not, especially if a woman of color is on that ticket. The historical presidents of that. And obviously women have been qualified to be president of the United States, but obviously the racism and, 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 and just the negativity toward women 
Um, there have been a lot of great women in this country. We're the only organized country in the world that's a democracy that doesn't, has never had a woman leader, and that's just that's despicable. Hey, blame the parties. They didn't nominate her. Uh, they, nom- they nominate them. Uh, don't blame the American people for that. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, this is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Don't move. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Jonathan Ward talk about the peril, which is China, and how to handle what they're about to do to Hong Kong. Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The WPG Talk Radio app is everything South Jersey. Local news and information updated around the clock from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Breaking news push notifications just for South Jersey. Easily call and listen to all your favorite WPG talk shows and more. Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your phone, tablet, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto today at WPGTalkRadio.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. A lot more states are easing coronavirus restrictions heading into this Memorial Day weekend. Alaska is dropping them all together. All businesses at 100%. Businesses in Alabama, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan, North Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Vermont either finally welcoming customers or eliminating more restrictions on their road back to economic normalcy. Fox's Todd Pyro. Federal guidelines for houses of worship to be open safely could come out today. President Trump says during a trip to Michigan... They're so important in terms of the psyche of our country. Uh, Beyond, I mean, to me, they use the word essential. I think churches are essential. The Trump administration had been reluctant to have any restrictions on religious organizations announced. American flags at federal buildings are at half-staff for three days for coronavirus victims, then through Monday for Memorial Day. America's listening to Fox News. Several New Jersey businesses angry with Governor Murphy over his coronavirus shutdowns are filing a lawsuit. Attorney Michael Deem of Tom's River, along with the owners of a car wash, a hair and nail salon, and several high school seniors are suing Governor Murphy, arguing that he acted improperly when he canceled graduation ceremonies and ordered businesses to stay closed. The suit says banning graduations is unreasonable given the capacity for outdoor social distancing. A Superior Court judge has set a May 29th hearing date to hear arguments. Beach communities along the Jersey Shore are kicking off the unofficial start to summer this holiday weekend, but with many coronavirus restrictions in place. Governor Murphy is mandating that beach towns limit beach capacity and folks not living under the same roof keep six feet apart. Arcades and games on boardwalks will be closed. The owners of that Camden County gym reportedly reopened again this morning, despite being closed by state health officials. Attila's gym in Belmar kept opening all week and repeatedly got ticketed for violating the state's coronavirus restrictions. The gym reportedly had a sewer issue on Wednesday and people had to evacuate. Starting this Sunday, New Jersey workers who exhausted their 26 weeks of unemployment benefits may be able to claim an additional 13 weeks of help, thanks to the federal stimulus money. State Department of Labor officials say this affects tens of thousands of workers. More than one million residents have applied for unemployment during the pandemic. In the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Newsroom, I'm Kristen Marks. 
I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stocks open flat. Light trading is expected today before the Memorial Day holiday. IBM will be reducing its staff, though it's not revealing how many people will be laid off. The Wall Street Journal says it's believed to involve several thousand workers. Agriculture and construction equipment company Deere is reporting a better-than-expected quarter, though business slumped 41%. Bed Bath & Beyond is getting ready to reopen 500 North American stores by June 13th, and to bring back 11,000 workers from furlough. Car rental company Hertz missed making an important payment and could wind up in bankruptcy court. The New York Post says Hertz may wind up selling off the business in pieces. And luxury raincoat maker Burberry Group says its sales were down 27% in the recent quarter. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. The big media is at war with President Trump. Now, Newsmax TV reveals the media's dangerous agenda. Watch Newsmax TV and see shows with Chris Salcedo, Sean Spicer, and Greg Kelly as they expose the fake news. Newsmax TV is America's fastest-growing cable channel on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Optimum, Cox, Fios, Uverse, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Wow, Armstrong, CenturyLink, and more. Just check your channel guide. Everyone is talking about Newsmax TV, so watch it today. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Accurate Forecast for South Jersey. Cloudy this afternoon and tonight with a couple of showers around. High this afternoon 67, low tonight 61. Clouds and sun tomorrow with a shower or thunderstorm around high 75. Cooler in the morning Sunday with plenty of clouds, followed by a mix of clouds and sun in the afternoon Sunday, high 64. I'm AccuWeather's Brian May on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Brian Kilmead, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Information you want, truth you demand. This is the Brian Kilmead Show. So the interesting question is why and why now? And here, in my own sense, is a couple of things are driving this. One is the economy in China has slowed down dramatically, so I think they're nervous. There's criticism in China, sometimes open, about Xi Jinping's handling of the coronavirus outbreak. And what does Hong Kong represent? Hong Kong represents, if you will, a different kind of virus to the Chinese authorities. It's the, it's the virus of liberal democracy. Interesting. Richard Haas, very well respected on the, on the world stage, weighing in on why China seems to be cracking down and tightening the grip uh, on Hong Kong, uh, which could be going against the 1997 treaty, uh, one country, two systems. Jonathan Ward, author of China's Vision of Victory and founder of the Atlas Organization, a consultancy focused on the China and India. Jonathan, if you're in Hong Kong right now, are you nervous? Good morning, Brian. Um, it's good to be back. Yes, I mean, in Hong Kong today, I think everyone understands that um, the future is going to be very dark. Um, this is the end um, of the one country, two systems um, really? promise. And it's going to be the end of the chance for, for the freedoms that they seek. Well, I think the U.S. is not going to stand by and let that happen. What are our options? We can't. And what senators have introduced 
in, in Congress, and, and this is bipartisan, which is very important. I mean, so much of the legislation that's been introduced is done by both parties now on China. So there's a consensus that endures. Um, but about sanctioning the, the officials and entities that are going to impose this security bill, and also any businesses or banks that do business with um, those that are imposing it. So the U.S. is going to have to take action in terms of sanctions. And I think that's where the whole U.S.-China relationship is really headed. I mean, it's going to go into an economic form of uh, hardball, where we're going to impose penalties on China for all these you know, horrible actions they're undertaking around the world. Well, that means uh, obviously goodbye phase one of the trade deal, which is tough to implement, especially when it comes to oil, too. Uh, number one, so there's no trade deal there. That's going to further destabilize the world economy. And when there's already a bipartisan movement in Congress to f- force uh, Chinese companies off the stock exchange that won't uh, allow an audit, and that'll be just about every company because they don't allow the audits. What else can we do to the Hong Kong stocks? Well, this is, I mean, it raises the question of what um, Hong Kong is going to mean as a global financial center. I mean, that's that's really, it, it's becoming less and less valuable to the communists as, as uh, Shanghai sort of rises. But at the same time, China still has access to global markets. And, and you know, global markets are funding their civil military fusion programs, the companies that build their surveillance state and all their human rights repression. So we're going to have to start cutting that off. And the fact that they themselves are destroying Hong Kong's independent judiciary, um, its freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, all these promises that they made to the world during the handover um, means that they themselves are starting to cut China off from the world. And and we're going to have to um, make sure that we're taking actions that, that are begin to defund this regime and prevent them from having access to the funds that enable them to grow a massive military and all the rest of what they're trying to do. And that, and that is something, if we threaten that and say, if you crack down, if you disband uh, the democratic infrastructure, we, you leave the, the, the New York Stock Exchange and Hong Kong leaves too, can they really afford to lose that economic engine of Hong Kong? That's the big question. I think what they're doing is they're choosing um, to prioritize their their sort of system of repression over their access to the world's market. And yet the other side of this is, of course, during this global, fi- you know, global economic crisis that was brought on by COVID-19. I mean, China's economy is starting to come back. So even while the rest of the world is on pause and, and suffering serious economic da- damage, China is starting to reignite its economic engines. So as, as a center of production, they're still capable. Um, as, as a place that's attractive to, to Western finance, that's a cord we have to cut. They're very interesting. Uh, their belligerent activities in the South China Sea against us, how are we supposed to interpret that? And what would be an effective answer to that? I think where we have to go, Brian, is we need a new American grand strategy towards China. And what we're going to have to focus on is economic containment. Now, this is something that we haven't done in quite a long time because our contest with the USSR was basically a, a country that had already cut itself off from the world economically. And China, you know, conversely, we gave them 30 or 40 years where we invited them into absolutely everything, thinking that they would liberalize as they grew rich. That's not what's going to happen. They're converting it all into weaponry that's designed for warfare in the Pacific. So we're going to have to start um, sanctioning their companies, you know, particularly 
particularly those that are involved in their military and in their, their surveillance state and all of that. And then we're going to have to build a global alliance and get all of our allies on board in such a way where we become the trading community that excludes the People's Republic of China for as long as the Communist Party is in power. Well, that's going to be interesting. It's going to take everyone getting on the same page. And with six months left of the first term, this might have to wait till after the election. Do you think that um, Do you think that Joe Biden's past? I don't want to get you involved in politics. Joe Biden's past makes China say to themselves, "I'd rather have that guy than this guy." I think there's no question that this administration has has done something historic by confronting China for the first time. I mean, every past president, really from H.W. Bush after Tiananmen Square all the way um, prior to the Trump administration, I mean, everybody was pursuing this policy of engagement, and engagement didn't work. So at this point, we're going to have to take a very different um, approach to all of this. We're going to have to play hardball. We're going to have to start cutting this regime off, and we have to have a bipartisan consensus. We can only do this as a united country. We're noticing Australia and New Zealand are also fed up. Russia also wants an open investigation about how this virus started. Turkey weighed in. If you're the U.S., doesn't this present somewhat of an opportunity? Yes, I mean, I, 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 I think it might. Tell me more about that. Well, well, here they are. They are outraged on China. If we go in and say, hey, guys, we want the same thing. We have different beliefs and systems. But let's unite against this Chinese spread and their lack of contrition for what they've done to the world and their disinformation, which they're flooding our media with. Right. I think, I think, I think you're right that it, it, you basically have a, a, a global coalition at this point that, that all wants answers on this. I mean, everybody's been hit. I think everybody understands where this came from. Um, you know, the Communist Party's doing a cover-up that, you know, even if, if we're, you know, we're never going to have the answers because they're never going to let us in any more than the Soviets would have let us in to see Chernobyl. And yet, you know, it's not just us and the Allies and the Australians. It's true. It's Russia and Turkey and everybody and all the people that, you know, we can barely get along as a group. But here we have this, this common thing to understand. So I think, you know, China's relationships with some of the, I mean, Russia is their probably most important partner state. I mean, their military partnership is so significant. It's basically pointed at the U.S. I mean, both of them are, are working to undermine the American system. And, and it's true. We, we're going to need a new Sino-Soviet split at some point. I mean, we don't want Russia and China to be working together um, throughout this decade. And, and, you know, I mean, at, at this point, maybe Russia's seen the cost. I think so. There's some interesting going on in Russia right now uh, as we get ready for an election and find out what they did or didn't do in 2016. Uh, Jonathan Ward, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. Great to be back. You got it. one 408 7669 We can open the phones, too, uh, and take your calls. I also got to tell you that next, uh, what is life like as a small business owner waiting for the country to open up, told that it will just be a month, and now it's going to be three and a half months? We have a special guest coming our way uh, in just a matter of moments. In terms of what we can do to China, I think it's kind of interesting what Robert O'Brien said. He seems to be on it. Cut 34. Unfortunately, uh, some 27 years early, uh, the Chinese Communist Party has decided that uh, there's too much freedom in Hong Kong. They don't want to allow them to have their way of life or their capitalist system. If China moves forward and, and takes strong action uh, under this new national security law against the people of Hong Kong, uh, America will respond. And I think other countries in the world re will respond, including the United Kingdom and, and many other of our allies and, and friends. I do too, but it's going to take some wrangling. When we come back, 
Uh, I'll be joined by Lou Breslau, uh, Crunch franchise owner of two separate locations. Every gym in Los Angeles and in New York is under lock and key right now. If they don't open soon, they will not open at all. What is it like to wait for your chance to survive? We'll find out in just a moment. It's Brian Kilmeade Show. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Summer is finally here, ladies and gentlemen. A summer like no other in so many ways. And Chamonix is celebrating with a sale like no other. Now, right now, get the classic Genius Health for bags and puffiness and the jawline treatment. And Chamonix will double your order for free. Whether you're staying at home, going back to work, or simply connecting remotely with your loved ones and co-workers, now's the time to say goodbye to puffiness, dark spots, crow's feet, even firm up that skin under the jawline and neck area. Your neck zoom or FaceTime will feel better, guaranteed. You're going to get compliments or simply get 100% of your money back. It's time for you to emerge strong, positive, confident, and beautiful. Order GenuCell now and Shamani will double your order for free. So go to GenuCell.com or call 800-SKIN-860. And for results in minutes, the GenuCell immediate effects is also free plus free shipping. Get double your order free now. All orders are upgraded to free priority shipping. GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. Chamonix, your ticket to a more beautiful life. 800-SKIN-860. GenuCell.com. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs, and because of the current economic situation. They're making it easier than ever. Apply by May 30th and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. 